Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as by the BetMGM app. Uh, make sure you follow and, and follow along with BetMGM. Download their app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us across social media because we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at eight Central Time on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. The show links are all there on our Twitter feed. Also on our Instagram story for you guys to find those. Uh, Got to thank our sponsors because they we, they make it happen and uh, they help out you guys and us when it comes to Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care plus farm bureau health plans get better with farm bureau health plans better coverage better rates better service learn more about a plan for you fbhp.com slash atoz so yesterday zach we discussed the running back rankings from espn.com jeremy fowler has pulled together over 50 different ballots of nfl executives players coaches uh, and then they aggregated all the rankings together to spit out the final number. And we talked about yesterday with Derrick Henry being one, but the problem that we had with the rankings, if you missed yesterday's show, was the fact that a total of six, <laughs> a total of six running backs in the NFL had first place votes, which is not true. There's not that many people in Derrick Henry's category when it comes to NFL backs. Uh, zero, and, in my opinion. Well, I think I think Jonathan Taylor is fair to be that in that argument based off of his big second year in the league. But that's we, we talked about that at length yesterday. Today, the NFL wide receiver rankings came out from ESPN.com, and I'm sure Titans fans kind of uh, regretfully clicking on that link to find out where A.J. Brown is. So, Zach, let's go ahead and figure out where A.J. Brown is on the top 10 rankings of wide receivers in the NFL. So we go to the wide receiver rankings and I don't, I don't see AJ Brown. I, on I don't see him. I don't either. I yeah, see just, a former Ole Miss rebel teammate, DK Metcalf. And I but think, I don't, and I think AJ is better than DK. I think, and I don't, but I don't really see, good. I don't see Ole Miss rebel, former Tennessee Titan. Now Philadelphia Eagle, AJ Brown on this list. no, this is a head scratcher. And Austin, you, you called me pre-show. And, you know, at the very beginning of our conversation, we talked about, you know, A.J. Brown and where he was. I thought before I saw this, I was like, he's probably eight or nine. No, no, no. He is an honorable mention. And he's not even the first honorable mention. That's right. Keenan Allen comes in as the first honorable mention of the L.A. Chargers. And then A.J. Brown is the second honorable mention uh, now of the Philadelphia Eagles. And overall, uh, you know, there were 17 players, including seven honorable mentions, and then five others also receiving votes uh, and no Titans. So I think it's pretty obvious to say, hey, no Titans uh, in the top 23 wide receivers uh, in the NFL. But here's what they say about A.J. Brown and the honorable mention from uh, uh, quotes in Jeremy Fowler. To understand Brown's impact, watch a tape last season for Tennessee-San Francisco game in Week 15. Brown threw up 145 yards on Thursday Night Football. He could take over a game. Quote, incredible ball skills, an AFC offensive coach says. Put him in an offense with play action where he can get over the top and he can win violent, explosive style. That is what they said about A.J. Brown as the second, so 12th 
uh, best receiver in the NFL, according to these ESPN rankings. So our first initial thoughts on AJ outside the top 10. Well, and for our, our audio audience afterwards, let's go ahead and I'll read off the top yeah. 10 and then we'll talk about AJ. But number one, Devontae Adams, former yeah. Packer, now Las Vegas Raider, now reuniting with Derek Carr. Cooper Cup, two. Jamar Chase right there at yeah. three after one year. There's surprise, surprise. Justin Jefferson after two years. Number four, you've got now weirdly to say this Miami Dolphin Tyree kill we get uh, two guys on new teams in the top five yeah Stefan Diggs uh Buffalo Bills DeAndre Hopkins who was injured late last year for the Arizona Cardinals at seven Mike Evans fire them cannons the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at eight Debo Samuel all you know world player that can do it all and you know this is tough because Debo is not a true wide receiver being yeah. in the top 10 I mean that's pretty impressive in the DK at 10 yeah. AJ is outside of this top 10. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of young guys on this list. Debo, yeah. DK, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I mean, that's almost half the list. Right, right. And then you have DeAndre Hopkins because uh, uh, Manny says AJ outside the top 10 and Hopkins down at seven. Stop it. Well, DeAndre Hopkins had battled injuries a lot last year, just like AJ Brown. And then DeAndre Hopkins also suspended for the uh, performance-enhancing drug uh, pop that he had for the first six games. So I like availability matters, right? And that maybe that's why DeAndre Hopkins has fallen down uh, from being a top two receiver last year. And maybe why AJ Brown has struggled to crack the top 10 because last year he was not a top 10 wide receiver. Cause I remember we argued for that. I, I think the only guy you can maybe Debo too, but I think DK Metcalf and AJ Brown are arguable, but I also think Keenan Allen's probably overall a better wide receiver uh, than A.J. Brown. we got some other questions. Arsenio asks, where is C.D. after the top 10? Uh, C.D. Lamb is within the seven honorable mentions. So I'll just go through the honorable mentions in order. Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas. Talk about availability. C.D. Lamb, <laughs> and then Mike Williams, uh, there too. So that's kind of where you go. Uh, Nika asks, I missed it. Where is AJ? AJ is technically 12th uh, outside the top 10, but the second honorable mention behind Keenan Allen. So that's that, right? So now, Zach, we, we kind of did like a super fast research project before the show to figure out, okay, now what does this mean when it comes to the Titans trading away AJ Brown in this offseason? Yeah, and I think, you know, this is not, you know, the gospel, right? So this is just an opinion. This is an opinion of coaches, players, and executives, right? So that does carry weight. I don't want to sure. discredit that. And if you look at this, what the Titans did this past offseason, I think maybe is justified if this was the book, right? Yeah, right. Because what did they say? We talked about young wide receivers. They got rid of and didn't pay $100 million to A.J. Brown like the Eagles did, and they decided to restart, start over, right? And there are a lot of young – I mean, Jamar Chase and Jeff, Justin Jefferson are three and four in the league in the eyes of yeah. execs, players, and coaches. They've only been on the scene for two and one years, right? Yeah. So this tells me that the Titans – kind of hedged to say, and this is the surprising thing, and I think this is why it stung so bad. AJ, great personality, 
when he's on your team, <laughs> when he's not on your team, terrible personality. He I has, don't know about terrible personality, annoying personality. Uh, an, okay, <laughs> annoying Twitter persona. Uh, yes, let's let's yes. be very specific, right. right? But you know, AJ was a fan favorite, and he gave the juice to what the wide re- wide receiver position is for the Tennessee Titans for the last three years. That wasn't for the last twenty. Right. And they yeah. tried numerous times. Kenny Britt, Kendall Wright. I mean, first round pick Corey Davis didn't work out, didn't work out, didn't work out. And they finally have a guy that is a top 12 guy in the eyes of these execs, players and, and coaches. And they trade his ass away after year three because they don't want to pay him. And so they rinse and repeat. They decided to go draft Traylon Burks. And the last three years, including this past draft class, tells us wide receiver heavy there is a lot of the running backs are hard to find and hard to come by that are of the ilk of derrick henry jonathan taylor and all the guys that we talked about yesterday wide receivers are a plenty and so the titans took that philosophy and said we'll roll the dice in the first round get more picks to help our team and figure out if we can replace aj brown instead of pay aj brown right because A.J. Brown got a lot of money from the Philadelphia Eagles this offseason and will have a lot of money on that contract moving forward. And Traylon Burke significantly cheaper, obviously, as the 18th overall pick. So here's what we did. We went through the 2020 draft, the 2021 draft, and there are a total of 11 wide receivers taken in the first round of those two drafts. We have come up with three categories. Great, good, and X's, not no, 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 no. The last Bad. category is <laughs> so great, good, and <laughs> so. And plus, you've got, got one year of sample size or two years of sample size. So even some of the <clears throat> maybe could turn things around. We'll kind of see how it goes. But here's our first question: because Traylon Burks will fit one of these three categories over the next year. So we'll start with Traylon Burks and ask you guys, what percentage chance do you think Traylon Burks has of being in this great wide receiver category that we're going through with these late first round picks? So uh, what percentage chance do you think Traylon Burks has of being a great wide receiver? We want percentage numbers. Zach, first tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Your perfect make and model is right down the corner. And that corner is I-40 exit 236. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with your perfect ride, whether it's the Palisade. Both Austin and I have test-driven that Palisade. Third row seating. Fit the kids in there. It's a family ride. Get rid of that minivan and upgrade to a Palisade. All the bells and whistles and fuel efficiency like also, the Sonata, four-door sedan. They've got the Elantra, the Santa Fe. If you don't want fuel efficiency, you need to get the Ionic. And the Ionic is battery-powered. They can order that bad boy right there for you at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Give them a call. Go online. Visit them in person. Austin and I have broadcasted from Wilson County Hyundai numerous times. We love that car dealership. If you're in the, the market for a car or a new vehicle, Wilson County Hyundai is the place to go. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. I know the last couple of weeks and on Wednesdays, today is a Wednesday, we put out 
a Titans future prop bet uh, with BetMGM numbers on there. So go check that out on our Instagram, on our Facebook, on our Twitter, coming out later on today. And you can join the BetMGM family, just like Zach and I, with our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. It's an awesome way to jumpstart your sports betting career with the BetMGM app. Again, that's code ATOZ Sports for a risk free bet up to $1,000 uh, after your first deposit with that first bet. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, to see only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued with knowledgeable free bets to credit. Free bets expire seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, what is the chat saying about the percentage chance that Traylon Burks has of being a great wide receiver? And then we'll go through our research project of the last couple of draft classes. Yeah, and we'll kind of see if these numbers – yeah, are comparable to the numbers that we came up with. Steven goes with 54%. Sean goes 25. Keelan goes 80. Justin with 40%. Nav 454 goes with 30. TJ, Strayhorn, Hayton, zero. Dead zero. I don't know if he can be a zero because he well, hasn't played a because snap. Here's TJ says that because Kendrick says this. We've seen one catch inside <laughs> who knows <laughs> kendrick you that, that may be the love of the show <laughs> yeah that's it's really i mean i i look i will say this i i i have seen one catch outside with these eyeballs one catch outside with my eyes over the middle kendrick, uh, kendrick you get the love of the show i'm it's giving really it to fun. you early I, I i dished it out late yesterday but kendrick you get the love of the show today on you know, july 13th wednesday mark it down i love that comment because it is no no truer words were ever spoken. So let's go back to the percentage. Omar says 50%. Eric says of being 40. great. Right. We're talking about being great. I mean, the Titans hadn't had a great wide receiver since AJ Brown, and that took him 20 plus years to draft or to assign. I mean, right? Derek, I mean Derek Mason was a great wide receiver in that era. I think we kind of lose sight on a, on what he did in the early 2000s around the league. Like he was putting up yards, catches, touchdowns, and doing things in the return game, and he was a pro bowler. So I think it that's was, fair. I, yeah, I, I, that's fair. It's a different era, so it's tough, but it happened, so I don't want to – Yeah, but know. what the one consistent with the Titans era of the past and the Titans area now is that they're running the ball 400 times a season. <laughs> yeah, they that's what they did in 1999. It's now 2022. <laughs> yes. we, their iPhone wasn't even around. That hadn't even been in, that hadn't even been in the – AOL was still the dominant website. Yeah, in the speaking world. of yeah. Yeah, that's right. 56K for you. Adam says 17.295. Ooh, Adam. Mike, Michael goes 37. Stephen King says 49. Jonathan says 50. 75 from Xavier. Titan Up says 63. Leo says 50. <sighs> Nate's burner, not Nate, says 50. We got some 50%. Mark Pac-Man King says 50.3. 16.5 from Willie. Deborah says 75%. 45 from JJ. Will Dotson says 20. Dion says 65. Uh, Christopher says 27.35. So we're kind of all over the map, and we got a lot more like Caleb 32.25758%. And Steven goes with the nice 69. You, you guys know, are way, a lot of people are way too high when it comes to what percentage chance the Traylon Burks have of being great. And we're talking about great. Well, and Austin, here I think is the influence, and we just talked about it. If we ask that question about A.J. Brown, I don't think 
when he was drafted, I don't think that the percentages are as high because you hadn't seen it in a Titans uniform in some time since Derek Mason, as you referenced. Yeah. Now you just saw it. You've seen it over the last three years. You've seen Tannehill, who's still the quarterback, do it with a wide receiver, right? So that I think is why the percentages plus fandom, right? I mean, these mm -hmm. they're Titans fans, and I, you know, you're not going to run away from the chat on that. So I think that's probably why they're higher than they maybe should be. Yeah. But that's why we did our research project over the last two years to see what it has been. Well, and, and so Nick says, what is great? Top 10 or top 15? So let's just say top 15 is great, right? Because do we think A.J. Brown's a great wide receiver in this league? Yes. Yeah, okay. So he's 12, right? So I also think Terry McLaurin's pretty damn good. Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas, those are your top 15 along with Keenan Allen. Michael right? Thomas, I, I'm out. On well, that. I mean. I, I get it. I but, get it. Yeah, but again, so. He was or, great. So top 15, right? And has been great. We'll see what happens. So. Here is what we've learned, Zach. Let's go to the 2020 draft. So two, I guess, three drafts ago now where these guys are going into their third season. The 2020 draft had these guys, six, drafted in the first round. Henry Ruggs, we all know what unfortunately happened. I actually saw an update on the Henry Ruggs uh, accident and murder uh, uh, this morning on ESPN.com. Then you've got Jerry Judy. He's good, right? Thumbs up on that one. CD Lamb. CD Lamb, you can maybe argue great right there on the fringe. He was technically an honorable mention, but outside that top 15, ironically. Then you've got Justin Jefferson, who we saw as the fourth best wide receiver according to these rankings. He is great. Then Jalen Rager. And then you have Brandon Ayuk in San Francisco. Good. So you've got six wide receivers, one great, Three good, two bad. Your thoughts on this list? Well, tell us what the percentages say for this draft cat class of what it is going to take to become great, right? Because that's what we're talking about. Yeah, this so, draft class, only one out of six were great. Yeah, and Justin 16, Jefferson is great. Yeah, 16%, right? So 16% of this first round class was great. 50% uh, of it was good. And then the other rest is bad. Right. So this is where the chat, I think, was wrong. Yes. Uh, your percentages, anybody who's saying 70% needs to go take a nap and it's 8.38 a.m., that's way too high. I mean, this tells us that great wide receivers are kind of few and far between. You yeah, know, they, exactly. they, they, they're just they're hard to find. You can find good wide receivers and the percentages are higher. Look at the running backs drafted in the first round and the number of those compared to the wide receivers of the last couple of years, right? I mean, it's doubled, if not mm -hmm. tripled at times. So it's very hard to be a great wide receiver. It just is because well, you have to have a lot of things. You've got to have a good team, a good coach, a good quarterback. You know, Kirk Cousins has proved that he has made Justin Jefferson great, right? Yeah, Kirk Cousins is not a great quarterback. So I think that tells you that it can happen. I think it is a telling sign that th that's a good percentage right there that if you drafted a wide receiver in the first round in this draft class, you got a good wide receiver. Yeah, right? yeah. Henry yeah. Ruggs may have been a good wide receiver. We'll right. never know. Yeah. Jalen so, Rager is the one that was the true bust because they had to draft a wide receiver the year after that in the first round. And then they had to trade for AJ Brown because of Jalen Rager. Right. So that tells you everything that you know. Yeah. So, 
so let's go to the next class, 2021 class. There were only five guys, right? Five guys in the first in the first round. Jamar Chase, automatic great, right? He's number three in the NFL in the updated rankings. Uh, then you've got Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, uh, as good in their rookie seasons. And these five only had one year of experience, so it's not like that they can't be better or be different. Then Kadarius Tony with the Giants. Bad situation, right? Didn't really do much as he a first out. round pick. <laughs> and Rashad B- uh, Bateman, who I really liked out of Minnesota, with the Ravens in a different weird situation as well, uh, has an opportunity with Lamar Jackson to break out of that too. So here it's five guys. It's a pretty, it's an easier math on my end. You got a twenty percent chance of being great, a forty percent chance of being good, and a forty percent chance of being bad. So what Zach and I did is we took these 11 first-round wide receivers from 2020 and 2021 and put them in a blender and came out with the numbers. If you draft a wide receiver in the first round based off of those two classes, you have an 18% chance of getting a great one. You have a 45% chance of getting a good one, which means 63% of the wide receivers will be at least good or better. And then a 37% chance of being not good, right? So 63% chance of being good or great, 37% of being not good. So if the Titans ran those numbers, and again, those numbers are not gospel, but like it, you sit there and you say, maybe what they did was smart. Now, we don't know what Traylon Burks is going to be, just like nobody knew what Henry Ruggs is going to be, or Rager, or Ayuk, right? But those numbers, especially because this is the trend, this is the wide receiver era, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at that and you say, okay, let's save $100 million, let's trade for Robert Woods, and let's have a, over a 60% chance of drafting a good-slash-great wide receiver. Yeah, Adam says, I was within 1%. This is where my life has peaked. It is all downhill from here. And uh, <laughs> Titans constantly scroll up. I said 18% in the beginning. Yeah, a couple of you guys are pretty dead on. Uh, I, but it, I don't think that that's the answer. No, no. Well, no, that's not my answer. Well, because, all right, so now what's, what's your answer? What percentage chance does Traylon Burks have of being great? I think he has a 10% chance of being great. I think that the, and here's the reason why. You can't say 18 because if you do the math, when was Jamar Chase drafted? Fifth. When was Justin Jefferson drafted? 22nd. After, right? which, is, which is after when Burks was drafted at 18. No, absolutely. And I understand that. Yeah. But fifth tells me something, right? Mm-hmm. The higher you are, and then look at these checks mark, check marks, right? I, I think that 10% plus you can't ignore the struggles that he's already had. He hasn't started out of the gate well, right? No. In the racing term, he stumbled out of the blocks. I It doesn't mean that he can't catch stride and become uh, a Chase or a Jefferson. I, I think that he still has the ability. He hasn't played a game yet. Then you also have to look at you know Ryan Tannehill and this offense and the ability of what it's going to give. We got to figure out that. I, I, I think 10 is the perfect number. Because it still gives you a chance, and great is hard to achieve. It just is very hard to achieve. Joe Burrow helped Jamar Chase. 
Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota offense has helped. And the Minnesota offense is – Minnesota is very comparable to, to – Why the are they Titans. not better? Like that's you know it's because they've got Adam Thielen who is an honorable mention who is an others receiving votes wide receiver so they've got two wide receivers that were in the top twenty three they've got Dalvin Cook who is nicely within the top ten uh, Kirk Cousins was technically the fourteenth quarterback in this rankings and then their defense is, I guess their defense is probably not what it used to be maybe like why are the why are the Vikings not better I guess is a great question. I, maybe Mike Zimmer with some of the issues that they had. I don't know much about their offensive line, but you know, it, it is kind of strange. Well, here I'll tell you why they're not better. Uh, look at the games that they lost last year. They started out one and three. <laughs> That's a tough one, right? A tough spot. And then you look at the games that they lost down the stretch that they should not have lost. Detroit. They lost to Detroit on that last second. Uh, it, it tells me that they didn't have it right at the top. It's probably coaching, culture, like all that type of stuff that they couldn't. Bobby says the Vikings had like 14 one-score games. They couldn't close. You know, they, they couldn't figure out how to get over the hump. And maybe that's a coaching situation. That's why they fired their coach and are moving forward. But they've got a lot of talent. No, they do. It, but they're, they're kind of like the Titans – the year that, and I'll bring this up, the year they, they missed the playoffs because Mariota missed that last game, right? They were good. They weren't great. That was their next battle cry the following year. And you get to a point where that's what the Vikings are. But they had, I mean, stellar talent. I mean, Dalvin Cook, he was on that list yesterday. Justin Jefferson was on that list yesterday. Vikings and, are the Colts of the NFC. They play in the same division as the Packers, right? The, the Colts can't get past the Titans the last couple of years. No, they haven't. And that, that's a that's a great And then they we, go and the lose a game to the today. Texans or to the Jags or something. But I think 10% is my answer for Traylon Burks. Tough out of the blocks. Drafted a little bit later. And we don't know okay. about the Titans' offense. I, I think I think 10% is right. I don't think it's the 18% that the first two or first round the last couple of drafts have shown us. And I, I, I say that he still has a shot because I do think the Titans' offense, one, fits his skill set and fits what he does best, and two, has plenty of available opportunity. Right? So, like, Traylon Burks, as long as he can get through practices – will have opportunity to catch a lot of passes, to gain yards, to score touchdowns. Now, the nature of the Titans' offense isn't he's going to have 1,500 yards like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson have in a season. But if he breaks 1,000 yards for receiver in Tennessee, is more like 1,400 for other teams around the league, right? I think it's a fair point. If Man, it's a, it is a massive success of what they did if he – is a thousand yard wide receiver. Yeah, the the receiving yard exchange is not the same from Tennessee to, you know, around the rest of the NFL. No, you're absolutely right. Right, and a thousand yards. All right. So I, mean, he, I think is, is that what we're deeming for I Traylon mean, Burks to be a if success? He, in if his he can have year? a one thousand yard season in his first, no year. No, we're just talking rookie year. Rookie year. What's the bar? Well, I think maybe don't answer that, and we can okay. do another yeah, well, show on that. That's a whole other topic. We'll, we'll put that in our back pocket. I yeah. do think that Traylon Burks well, going into this year, I, I agree with you. It, it, he has the opportunity within the offense. Derrick Henry is going to take a lot of pressure away from Traylon Burks, who already has a lot of pressure. Robert Woods 
and Austin Hooper are also going to take a lot of pressure away from Traylon Burks. But Burks is going to have to, number one, catch touchdown passes. That's one thing that A.J. Brown, he helped win games because he caught touchdown passes. That's what Traylon Burks, I think, was drafted to do. That's one of his best attributes, going up and getting the ball over lesser corners and coming down with it. Yeah, yeah. So he a comment that I want to kind of go to our next exercise. Derek says, I see your 10%. Can you guys be convinced to add 5% to 15? My answer is no, because here's what I want to do next. Just like we went through, you know, 2020s draft class, and we have the X's, the check marks, and the explosion of the of the great wide receiver, and then last year as well with that first round class. I, I want to go through these guys. Let's go through these six that were just drafted in the first round and figure out. Who's the check marks of good? Who are the X's? And then who is the one that's got the 16 to 18% chance of being great? So I want to do that exercise next, Zach. But first, uh, let me tell everybody about our friends um, at the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Zach, after a month of dealing with some painful plantar fasciitis, I'm back where I can run and jog again because of what the Bone and Joint Institute was able to help me out with, getting me some treatment plans. Uh, I got the steroid shot to help out with the pain and also using some stretching techniques to help improve my foot injury. And they can do the same thing for you. And it's super easy because all you got to do, you go to boneandjointtn.org to book an appointment. You click the, the book appointment button up there. You type in your name and what part of your body is hurting you. And it sorts to the doctors who are experts in that area. And then you just schedule. It's really easy. And I got in there real fast, real easy to fit my schedule and their schedule. Got in, got out, and now I'm feeling better. Boneandjointtn.org is where to go. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. And with that promo code at a or ATOZ Sports right there, risk-free bet up to $1,000. That means when you sign up, you're a new user. You use the promo code ATOZ Sports. And all of a sudden, you have a risk-free bet up to $1,000. You deposit, I don't know, 20 bucks. It's risk-free. You deposit $500. It's risk-free from your first bet. Or up to $1,000, you can win some big money. And football's right around the corner. You've got all-star game, baseball. I, I'm Baseball's in full swing. The all-star game is right around the corner. You can bet on that bad boy. A-T-O-Z Sports. Download the app today in your Apple or Android app store. All right, so if we're going to figure out um, what percentage chance of, of that Traylon Burks has of being great, which Zach and I both put 10% on, uh, and then we're going to get to what percentage chance does Traylon Burks have to being good in a second, but we kind of have to label these guys. You know, if you've got six wide receivers here, you look at it and from a six wide receiver, first round group, you've got one great three goods and two bads. So if we have one great three goods and two bads, how are we splitting that up with these wide receivers from this past draft, right? Because you have Drake London, who is the first receiver taken by the Falcons. Then the run began with Garrett Wilson uh, going to the Jets out of Ohio State. His teammate from Ohio State, Chris Olave, going to the Saints. The injured Jamison Williams uh, going from Alabama slash Ohio poor, State. Poor guy. To the Lions. Huh? 
I said, poor guy. He didn't want yeah. to be a Detroit Lion. No. He, he's well, looking he's a little smiling. happier now. Yeah, he's smiling now. But he look, he can't practice because he's recovering from ACL. Jahan Dotson out of Penn State going to Washington. There's Traylon Burks right here in Nashville, the tight. So we've got one great who is most likely to be great. Like, where are we going to place that? Mm, this is tough. Because I kind of think it's either. I, I like, think I have my choice. Who? I think it the most likely is Chris Olave. And the reason why is, who does he play for? The Saints. And the Saints are. They're going to compete. Brady's going to be gone probably next year, right? They're going to find their quarterback. New Orleans is a desirable market. They're going to find a way. They got a rabid fan base. I'm going to hedge my bet, and I'm going to say that Alave, and Alave is also primed to have a good year with Jameis Winston because he's going to throw the football, right? All around the yard, man. And so he's going to catch. So I, look, Alave is going to get a thousand yards if he stays healthy. That's already going to set him up and prime to possibly be great look we're guessing we have no idea these guys Here's my played thing. A i love jamison williams i do too but he plays for the detroit lions and he's coming <laughs> off the acl he like, plays for the detroit lions it doesn't matter about the acl he plays for the lions <laughs> and matthew I, stafford ain't coming back <laughs> you know so you could I, say you could say for calvin johnson he was one of the greatest wide receivers he played for the detroit lions but he had a quarterback jared golf Ain't going to do that. So I'm, okay. I'm out so on he, that. Here's, here's what I think. I'm going to kind of simplify my brain a second. I, I think Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jamison Williams are all guaranteed to be good or better. Right? Ooh. I think I think the great out of this class will come from one of those three, Wilson, Olave, or Williams. And the other two will still be good. So now we've got... Three guys left with Drake London, Jahan Dodson, and, and Traylon Burks. Two of those guys are going to be bad based off of the numbers we've run, right? So, can Traylon is how do we feel about Traylon Burks in Nashville compared to Drake London in Atlanta and I'll, Jahan I'll Dodson why. in Washington? I have my opinion here. Okay, I do too. I think that Traylon Burks will be good. I think he has a very high percentage to be good because I think that the Titans are going to figure out Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis, right? Who I think Malik Willis has the opportunity for Traylon Burks to be great, to be honest. I don't know what Malik Willis is going to be, but I think that I am very bullish on Traylon Burks being good. I'm not as bullish on him being great because I think the Titans offense and their mindset and their head coach is a defensive-minded head coach. We talk about this. You're going to play the cycle, the merry-go-round of offensive coordinators. Arthur Smith is just the example, right? I'm not saying Todd Downing's going to get a head coaching job anytime soon, but if you have a stellar offense, you're going to get picked. That's just the times we live in. I am very high on Traylon Burks being good. I'm probably less on him being great. I don't, I, and I'm also less on him being bad. I don't think he's going to be a bust. I just yeah, have this feeling I, I, he I has. He, I mean, out of these guys, he's set up. I mean, he has the best team. I think Jahan Dodson is the easiest bad pick here. He's in Washington. Now, he's got Terry McLaurin on, his, on the other side. But I just, I think just Jahan Dodson is more of a, he was the biggest overdraft of the group. 
at 16, Jahan Dotson, like, whoa, okay. Yeah, you wanted to draft him at 26. I would, yeah, if Burks wasn't available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you right, know? right. I mean, but like, that, that's but that's the difference. There's a huge difference between 26 and 16. Yeah, 10. It's a like a third of the freaking round. And so I, I think Jahan Dodson is the is one of the bads, right? So I've gone through where I think, you know, I've got one good and one bad left available because I think Wilson, Alave, and Williams are gonna be good slash great. I think it's Drake London. And Traylon Burks are the most intriguing for me because, you know, I don't know much about Drake London here in Nashville. I don't watch a ton of USC games. Late night Pac-12 that is no longer. Soon to be Pac-10 after dark. I mean, I don't, but again, like Drake London and the Falcons, it's like, I I just not really sure. More like the big 12 after dark. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think. I think I'm going to go with, I believe, more in Burks in Nashville than London in Atlanta. Well, you have to because I believe Atlanta, more in market. I believe more in Ryan Tannehill than Marcus Mario. Well, they got a better team. And yeah, then I mean, Desmond Ritter. Yeah. And there are just too many question marks. Atlanta started over. They restarted. And Calvin really ain't playing this year, right? So, yeah, like, Kyle Pitts is really good. And I look at Atlanta. But are, if Ritter hits, and this is like the glass half full for the Atlanta Falcons, and if Ritter hits, and Marcus Mariota can be a bridge to Ritter, next year they're going to have Kyle Pitts, a top five wide receiver in Drake London, and right. Calvin Ridley. I mean, you talk about a trio, a triage of wide receivers. You can't find more potential on a roster. No, I mean that, and and then Arthur Smith, who I like to trust, driving it. No, they don't so, have a running game worth a damn, and their defense is slaw. And but. all the line is the is a is even a bigger problem. <laughs> so you know, all right. So I guess to to finish out the exercise, here's what I say, Zach. I think again, I think Garrett Wilson, Alave Williams, great slash good, Burks good. Then London, then Dotson. That's how I play it. The best part is we'll find all this out. Yeah. So, you know, I, do people like how do people think? I mean, do you agree with me? So I give I give Traylon Burks a ten percent chance of being great. I think he falls in the forty five percent chance of being good. So I, I, I think it's I actually think it's fifty percent chance of being good. I, I think it's higher. I think that so I'm sixty percent that he's either good or great. Which goes right along with the numbers because, you know, in the 2020 and 2021 class, 63% were at least good. I right, man, that, that's got to be exciting. And again, it goes back to the start of the conversation. If this has any merit, the Titans made the right decision. But, yeah. Austin, if Traylon Burks becomes you know Henry Ruggs Brager or Tony or Tony Bateman you're you're don't want that you don't want that no no you are cooked from a PR standpoint and a fan base because you just traded away the best thing that you ever had right besides Derrick Henry but so the stakes, and this is, I mean, this is the exciting part, I think, for Titans fans. This is the gamble. This is the casino. This is putting it all on black or red. Odds or evens. 
the Titans have so much that they've gambled on this offseason by hitching their wagon not to AJ Brown. I mean, they have they've they stuck with Derrick Henry, which they should have. Tannehill was too expensive to to move on from. And so they decided to start over and really put the pressure on their football team. Yeah, this is, I love this, right? I mean, this is what sports is. It's win or loss. You got two minutes left to go in the game. Who's going to win? Who's going to make the big play? Is it going to be Aaron Donald? Yeah, probably. Right? Like that, this is the Titans. I mean, 2022 is huge. Because Austin, there's going to be a ton of change if this thing doesn't work out. If Tannehill blows, whoo, you got you to start over. Because now we're going to be asking all of these questions about a second-year quarterback, Malik Willis, that we really know nothing about. And I don't, just to go on the record, I don't think Tannehill's going to suck this year. I, I, I see a an energized, rejuvenated Ryan Tannehill when I was out there at, at OTAs and minicamp a couple months ago. It's just going to be more about I think it's this year is going to be maybe less about the Titans and more about their competition because their competition, the AFC, as I've said, has just gotten so much better. And can they roll with, you know, Russell Wilson? <laughs> you know, can, that, can you hang with Dak? Can you hang with Joe Burrow, Joe Cool? Can you hang with these? And then the huge caveat of the season it's going to be justified by week seven, which is what's your record against the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. A to Z sports here live. I, I like this exercise. We had a good research project this morning before the show. And I think I it think played gives, up gives a lot of hope to the Titans. I, at, before I had less hope for the Titans. I think after this exercise, I have more hope that they made the right decision based on, again, numbers don't lie. The numbers aren't always the case because look, rugs is a unique situation. Nobody knew that that was going to happen. So there are curveballs in this, but Titans fans should feel good, better. I don't good, better about maybe the decisions that were made this offseason by John Robinson. All right, I have, in my opinion, the worst airport human behavior, and I want to see what other people think. You're saying number one worst. I I. Um, it's pretty annoying. I go top I'll, five. I'll, I mean, there's some bad. Oh, it's definitely a top five. Uh, but this is my my biggest pet peeve: airport human behavior. And I want to hear some other airport human behaviors in our throwing shade. So we'll throw shade here momentarily. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where you need to go to change your plan. And I changed my plan, and man, am I glad that I did. 200-plus locations, better coverage, better rates, and better service. Farm Bureau Health Plans gave me the ability to get better quicker when I was sick with the flu over a month ago, and it helped me out. I had a teledoc conference. That was included in my plan. I didn't have to pay for it. I got prescription medicine. It helped me get back on my feet. I pay 20% less than my previous plan. What I would tell you is just look at your health plan. Just assess it and say, Maybe it could be better, and maybe it could be cheaper. Hmm. Well, go to fbhp.com slash A to Z and take your health assessment, get a quote, and decide for yourself. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Download the BetMGM app, and you can win big with our promo code ATOZ Sports. because when you do it, when you do sign up, 
uh, with the BetMGM app with ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 for your first bet after that first deposit. It's really easy. Zach jumped on board with this one and won big and hasn't stopped winning since. So make sure you check out uh, the BetMGM app with code ATOZ Sports. Throwing shade today on a Wednesday like we do every Wednesday. Big Ten Jeff says, got no shade today. Wow. Big Ten Jeff. Living good. Feeling good. Yeah. All right. So I'll start because I want to hear more uh, people who and what they think the most annoying airport human behavior is. Because I have mine. And it's like not like the biggest like. I have mine. It's. Mine's not like demoralizing or it's just annoying and it's just completely avoidable. It's not the getting up and standing in the aisle. Once you land and your tax like that, like it's dumb, but it's not my most annoying. My most annoying airport human behavior is at the baggage claim. When everybody walks directly up to the, to the railing of the baggage claim, path where nobody can see beyond their dumb asses. It's not that hard to step several feet back from the actual track that the bags roll on, see your bag, walk up, grab your bag, walk back. Because when people who are so impatient stand directly where they can put their foot on the railing of the baggage claim track and they line up like cows Nobody behind them can see very well. So it just creates a clog. And then when some, when two people do it, then three, four, five, now everybody is forced to do it because you can't see if you don't do it. So airports need to just have, and because of social distancing over the last few years, we understand this, draw a line on the damn floor and say, wait behind this line until you see your bag. Because all these idiots who just walk straight up to it and are staring over it like, nope, that's not my bag, that's not my bag, that's not my bag, they're blocking everybody else. It drives me insane because it's so unavoidable because people don't think. I've not checked a bag in over 15 years. I have no idea what that is. I, I I get it. I have, I, yeah, I don't, I don't check bags. I refuse to check bags. I don't trust those guys. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to give you my bag over my dead body. Am I going to give you my bag for you to take away and put under the plane? Never. And I fly every other week. I feel like I, I, so I don't, I, I understand it. I, I diagnosed it, but I, I, I don't check bags. So I don't know what that is. It makes sense. It's so dumb. And, and like, if I don't have to check bags, I don't because this I, I, is I crazy. but like, you know, we had, we needed to check bags and it was actually great that we checked two bags. Um, we checked both of our bags for our, this trip because then we just walked around the airport with, you know, free hands and be like, ah, oh, didn't have to worry about overhead compartments or anything. And it was fine, but just people are so annoying. So just step back. You can still see it and walk up when it's there. So my pet peeve is against the grain. So, you know, there's a line down the plane when you're seating people coming against the grain because they couldn't find 
storage overhead and they're squeezing and then there's a flight attendant somewhere in the mix right so there's three people and there's a pile up and and here's the other thing that i do i i will take the window just so i can sit down and then not even look at anybody or just like get my headphones in and concentrate on my work or doing whatever i will sacrifice that but Honestly, the biggest pet peeve, and this is what it is, it it trumps all pet peeves of any airport. It is, and this is just what what it is. It's overweight people sitting next to you. It just is. (laughs) It is. It's and you have them with double uh, seatbelt buckles. If you've flown as much as I have, I've been in that position before. That or they stink. Extreme. And the worst is when you have the open seat next to you and they're like towards the end and you're just praying, please don't sit next to me. And look, it they're overweight. I'm just calling what it is. I'm not, it, it's just what it is. I don't want you sitting next to me because now I'm, I'm like this. I'm hugged up against my window because of whatever reason that you're overweight. That's the big, that, that's the worst because you're signed that you're signed up You've just paid $300 for this seat or at least two or whatever. And you're there for the next hour plus. Not many flights are less than an hour. So you're screwed. And if you're flying across the country to the West Coast, you just pray. I mean, that's all you have. So that is the number one. And you can't beat that. Yeah, I mean, because we were, when we were boarding, I'm like, I'm like taking like uh notes on who I hope I don't sit next to like in waiting at the gate <laughs> you don't even and I'll just say this you don't even have to be overweight if you have a huge ass that will push your ass to the other side it's yeah. just the case it's it's people's figures that are too big for the space allotted for a airplane seat that you George paid says, 200 wonder, plus dollars i wonder how buck feels about Zach's fat shaming i, I please i I would love for Buck to come on this show and we can debate what that is. It's not fat shaming. It is what it is. It's space. It's physics. No, and you're not talking about Buck, who, by the way, weighed in at 227. He's got like two and a half more weeks to get down to 220. I took the comment differently. You were talking about like Buck being fat. I don't think Buck's fat. So (laughs) no, no, because you're because you're talking about people who are like significantly obese. Yeah, overweight. Yeah, significantly overweight that affect your time and space. I'm just calling a spade a spade. I'm not fat shaming. I don't really care either. So that is what it is. That is the number one worst thing. You've just paid a premium for this seat to be uncomfortable. There's nothing worse. There's not many things that you'd pay $250 for. Like if you go to a nice meal and you pay $250, you're not going to get Arby's. You're just not. You may not get an enjoyable experience or something like that, but there's nothing that you pay the amount for a plane ticket that yields the suffering that you have for an overweight person sitting next to you. That's what it is. Uh, On a good note, there's two back-to-backs from Jeff and Eric. There's no shade in their life. Life is good. Yeah, that's great. That's great. All right, so Zach, what is uh, what is your? Shade? I'm going to go through some comments okay. for for some shade, and then I'll get to mine. Renald says shade on Amazon Prime commercial pays or plays a, a thousand times has that song stuck in his head. I don't know what song he's talking about, and I hope I don't have to learn it. Zach says 
throwing shade at the Yankees for blowing through a run lead last night. Okay, Zach Goodman, they'll play again today. That is true. Uh, Shade uh, to the construction workers who've been working outside of his window for over a month. Um, Danny says, throwing shade on my late or my luck late, dropping phones, cracking screens, breaking drill bits, losing money. Wow, this shade is long. Car acting up. It's like the universe won't let me get right. Well, Danny, good vibes your way. Yeah. Usually the universe switches. So I think this is your time. Um, Eric says shade on people that drive with no headlights when it's clearly dark. Oh, that's, that cracks me up too. And and it's like, come on people like be smarter than that. Derek says shade on cell phone company for continuing to charge him for a phone. That's been paid off for two months. That's not fun. George says shade on HVAC for not being more powerful enough to keep his house below 80 during the summer. Oof. That is tough. Uh, Kyle just throws shade on unions. Um, let's see. Uh, Jason says shade on when Zach uses the word caveat. <laughs> so there you go. All right, Jason, I'll, I'll take that in stride. Here is my shade. My shade has to do, honestly, with equality. We're going to talk about some big things here. We just talked about fat shaming or lack thereof. We're going to talk about equality. Look, I'm all for equality and equal rights, but you got to show out if you want them. The WNBA, what in the hell are you doing? Have you seen their itty bitty teeny tiny all-star trophy? What is that? What is uh, that? What is that? It's so bad. You want to play with the big boys and you want to then this, this girl, I don't know who this WNBA player is, but she obviously won the uh, MVP of the all-star game. Give her some bigger hardware. I mean, my, my six-year-old baseball league had better trophies for third place. Well, that's where I go next because kids are winning rings for regional tournaments that are bigger and better than that trophy. These are a bunch of kids that just won their, you know, summer league, you know, peach peaches and cream fest jamboree, and they get better trophies than the WNBA MVP of their all-star game. Like, look, look how she's that. holding it. She's holding it with her fingertips. Like it's, it's because it probably weighs like 0.8 pounds. I don't get it. Yeah, it's bad. So that that's my problem. Look, and so you can't complain. Anybody that complains to say, well, why, you know, why is there not more funding for the WNBA? Why is there? Well, the reason why is, you know, act it, act it at least, you know, and honestly for the players, it's, it's about the organization. It's not her fault. She, I mean, she's living her dream. She's playing professional basketball that she's probably worked her, entire life to do like that's pretty amazing not many people can say that they've done that and been a professional at something that they're passionate about but damn give her something better than you know that yeah and uh show the little league rings again oh these these bad boys yeah because uh aaron george says the ussa is actually a big deal he says that it's more talented players than the little league world series now i have I do know that the Little League World Series that gets all the pub 
is actually like the B league of, of minor or young little league teams, right? That there's a higher division of competition than the little league world series. But the Little League World Series is what has all the prestige and all the the TV cameras and everything else. Yeah, but you know Kyle Carson and Jake shouldn't be getting better hardware no, they than can. a professional player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they can still get their rings. She deserves better. Like that's the point. It's that she deserves better than what they ran down the street at the nearest local trophy store to buy off the rack and to put a quick plaque on it. But they're yeah, they're better. There are better trophies at the local. They they picked, they got they went cheap. They were like, ah, oh, well, we're not gonna get the big because you go in those trophy stores, there are some big trophies. No, it, the, the, here's what happened. It, guys like, oh no, we don't have the MVP trophy. Okay, send Sam. Sam, go down to the local store. We need the, the best trophy you can find in the next two hours. And so that's what they can have available probably. And what did the NBA just do? And you may or may not know this, this past year, they retooled all of their trophies to be shinier, brighter, more sleek, more new era. Give her like a, a sliver of glass that at least looks like an executive, you know, award that. The old, you know, like JD Power Associates. <laughs> the, yeah, give her a JD Power Associates award. She wins the JD Power Award. <laughs> so that is my shade. I, I saw really that and I was like, I, I, I cannot not say this. <laughs> George Woodward said, Woodward says she also probably got a new car, hot wheels, <laughs> <laughs> right? Instead of the Kia, the Blake Griffin got. <laughs> yes, exactly. And dunked over. All right. Look, solid Wednesday show. Uh, good research project about the wide receivers in the draft and how the Titans can replace AJ Brown and does it justify the trade? We'll all figure that out as we are just about two weeks away from Titans training camp and looking forward to that because uh, we have great content, but that's it for today's Wednesday show. Appreciate everybody's shade. Appreciate everybody's annoying airport human behavior conversations. And we will see you guys later on. Don't forget, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we'll have a ton of great content for Titans training camp on our YouTube. So check that out. You're going to want to subscribe so you can watch the shows, watch the podcast episodes that we have up on the YouTube channel and Titans training camp highlights from practice. So we'll see you guys later on buck rising live tonight. A to Z sports prime time at eight. A to Z sports.com for tons of coverage across the NFL and locally too. We'll see you guys on a Thursday. Appreciate it as always. Adios.